There is absolutely nothing like having to take your mic and start tightening down the nuts and bolts on it to hold it in place. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really part of this mechanical thing here. But I had to do it because it was falling all over the place. Good morning. Good morning. Good chilly morning. I don't normally like to get out there and uh, have to wear a jacket. And I didn't wear a jacket today, but I was sort of wishing I had. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. I believe we are streaming on the WORD Facebook page. Is that right, Maestro? Just, just give me th- thumbs up is good. Thumbs up. So yes, we're streaming on that. He, he's got well, we're almost. we're almost there. We're working on that. <laughs> so let me tell you something. When I threw my hand up and I took that oath, I was very proud to serve this country and serve this Constitution and serve the people of this country. I couldn't care less who the president was, but at that time, my commander in chief was Reagan. So. Those were heady times to be in the U.S. military. I did not get out there and differentiate between any of you and say, I, well, I'm going to protect you, but I'm not really here to protect you. I was hit there to protect everybody. And now I look at a segment of the United States and I have nothing but contempt for them. They're not worthy of my protection. They're not worthy of that. And let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. If I were to find anybody, somebody out there today that was being chased by a bunch of people, no matter what they were, and it was based on them wearing some head covering or something else, and they were simply out there just being themselves and conducting themselves daily, and they were being under attack for who they are, I would defend them. I would get between them and the mob. Because... That's what it means to defend the Constitution. That is not to say that everybody that would be defended is worthy of that, but it all comes down to motive, doesn't it? Right now, I've come come to this conclusion that we have created a culture of evil, and it's all emanating from academia. We just had three presidents of major universities testifying before the House, and they could not articulate under questioning. Now, they've they've walked some of it back. Some of them have now. I think the Harvard president has done it. They've walked some of it back, and they have said, uh, no, we do not condone this. Because right now, there's a lot of anti-Semitism going on. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter what they're anti, Okay. Not too long ago, they were anti-Caucasian male. Remember, they can't. They they should not be allowed to be anti-anything. They should only be teaching the subject matter and not getting out there and doing this indoctrination. But the presidents of uh, Harvard, MIT, and the University University of Pennsylvania, they went to Capitol Hill to testify about the rabid anti-Semitism that they have fostered on their campuses, and my first thought would be that somebody like that would be able to articulate a position one way or the other, up or down. They were not ready to do that at all. 
And understand this, and I mean this, and ladies, I'm sorry if you take offense at this. All three of these female university presidents, they are all diversity hires, okay? Without a doubt, because they, they're not professional. They could not handle what was coming at them in a congressional hearing. That's not professional. None of them could admit that calling for genocide is against their university Jewish students constitutes bullying or harassment under their code of conduct. Now, if God forbid that they would invite Ben Shapiro or Matt Walsh or, you know, Charlie Kirk, you know, these guys that go around, Alan West, the uh, YAF that go there. God forbid they would invite them to come speak because then we could not have these cisgendered males in there. No, not at all. But calling for genocide in the abstract is completely okay. Claudine Gay is the president of Harvard. She said anti-Semitic rhetoric, when it crosses into conduct, it amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation. That is actionable conduct. So you can call for wiping out the Jews. You can have the signs calling for wiping out the Jews. But as long as you don't get out there and start actually mowing them down, that's all okay. That and and you know. <laughs> all of this being paid for, by the way, with government-backed loans, because that's how you know that, that that's how most people can afford to go to a school like this. And they're going to a school like this to learn a profession, to learn to be a lawyer, doctor, you know, a broadcast journalist, perhaps. I don't know. Whatever it is, they're going there, but not, that's not what they're learning. They're learning how to be evil. Now, I, I don't normally watch TV, so I didn't watch this exchange. I did watch it on, online. And I, Stefanik, is, uh, she is incredibly patient. I, I would have had trouble with this one. I try to be very patient, too. But um, if you're going to get out there and, and, and part of your lexicon is going to be to, con to cancel conservative speakers because your little progressive Nazis can't possibly handle the words coming at them, you know. University of Pennsylvania, they uh, canceled an event because the former head of the ICE, because the students felt unsafe having someone disagree with them at an event they aren't obligated to attend because they would feel unsafe because of words. You little snowflakes. I got bad news for you, students, academia. There are no safe spaces. There's nowhere you can go to where bad guys won't find you. The ones right now that you're, you're fronting, the Palestinians, as you call them, they're not Palestinians. They're Islamists. There's no such thing as a Palestinian. That's like calling them agrarian. They're not Palestinians. That's not a race. That's a word. It's a word that was bestowed by somebody else who was running it at the time. So the Palestinians are the terrorists. The Gazans who dance in the streets every time a, Jew guy, a Jewish person gets killed, they're, they're complicit. You're backing the wrong horse. If, the, if, 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 if Hamas laid down their weapons and suddenly said, you know, we just want peace and love, the, then, then two-state solution is achieved. But that's not what they want. They want from the river to the sea. So 
Israel is piping the sea into the tunnels. Here you go. We'll meet you halfway. And that's what happens when you mess with somebody that is the bigger dog on the porch. In the interim, these people that are going to be taking over this country very soon, uh, it's, it's looking bad. It almost makes me happy to think, I'll be dead soon, and I won't have to put up with this. Because I got more, I've got more stuff in my rearview mirror than I do in the windshield coming up. So, America, young America, please get it together. Because no matter what you get from us, it's going to be better than what you're preparing to put out there. You know, while you goose step through the country, and you're led by the version of the Hitler Youth, trained and inspired in college, when you're supposed to be going there to learn how to be a dentist or a chiropractor, or a veterinarian, or a lawyer. And instead, you're just a little leftist Marxist snowflake that can't take words. This is your problem. And it'll be your world, and when you get it, you're going to have to live with it. And rest assured, this is an American problem here, too. Don't think that right now the the the, the uh, contemporaries in... in uh, on the Islamist side, they're not looking over here going, wow, I'm sure I'm afraid of words. They're out there learning how to field strip an AK while they're blindfolded and then put it back together. They got plans. And they include you, academia. They include you. You know, we've seen this before. We saw this with cigarettes. There was a lot of tax money coming out of cigarettes, but then they wanted to drive everybody out of cigarettes and drive the tobacco industry out of business. How does that work for your revenue, government? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. So... Right now, we're being, they're, they're trying to hurt us in a certain direction. What are they going to do when they get it, though? That's the thing. That's the thing I want to know about. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Of course, uh, what is this guy's number? Yeah, 361. He's on there. He's on there. He, he accused me of being drafted, which tells me you don't know <laughs> a damn thing about when the drafts ended or anything. So, And he said he heard it on the grapevine. Uh, my military career was so unremarkable, I don't make it into the kudzu vine, much less a grapevine. Nobody cares that I served in the military. Nobody knows too much about what I did. I do. So, uh, you know. And I really wish you would lay down the leaf blower and give me a call, you little coward. But you don't want to do that because I would take you apart. You would look like that, uh, you, you know, the uh, female lead in Nightmare Before Christmas that jumps out the window and she just comes apart. <laughs> yeah. That's what you would look like. Sewn together. Be, yep, you'd be. I, I would pull <laughs> pull all of your stitching apart. Phone lines open. Yeah, phone line and Maestro will take your call. One eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The government has a dilemma. They have decided to push hard for fuel efficient vehicles, but the gas taxes supposedly they still they still collect it today. They supposedly pay for the roads, the you know the ones they don't fix, the ones they keep saying, well, we have to pass a bill for more infrastructure. Um, and the thing is, there is no solution for it in this current 
system. The, the, the one thing they could do, nobody wants to do. This is, this is actually sort of a thought exercise. Um, if we all go to electric vehicles like the government wants, what are, we, what are they going to do about the tax, the revenue they lose, lose from gas, gasoline sales? <laughs> That's something they did not think through. Now, of course, we've got companies like Toyota that are looking at this, and they're saying, no, we're not going to. Uh, you know, it might be a hybrid or something, but there's always going to be gas sales, at least in the foreseeable future. Fossil fuels just work. They work all the time, 100% of the time. Uh, they don't, they're not dependent upon the sun or the wind, you know. And this predicament is an indictment of what happens when you uh, – when you get government intervention in anything. And this is favored by both political parties. And meanwhile, we have this lingering preference for the internal combustion engine. And this is beating up the whole subsidy thing that's going on with electric vehicles. And even if many Americans never say they're never going to buy an EV... Uh, right now, today, as we sit here, you know, the vehicles that we drive today are very, very efficient. It's very efficient. Burn very clean. What we got? What we got, Maestro? We got Never Trumper from Duncan. Okay. Never Trumper. What can I do for you? Hey, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, um, I haven't, I, I have not, I'll listen to your show in a little while, and I wanted to know your take on the uh, Hannity-Trump um, interview where, you know, Hannity kind of sent him up with a softball and said, you know, will you be a dictator and uh, will you prosecute your, you know, en enemies? And I, I thought, man, that is a great opportunity for Trump just to say no. Next question. And he says, well, just in the first day. And I'm thinking, so for part of his term, he will be a dictator. And I don't think anyone believes that it's just going to be the first day that he's going to act like a dictator what did you take of that interview well let, so you think that right now everything is hunky-dory within the republic as it sits no that's not what i said you're completely misconstruing i'm, I'm not misconstruing I'm, I'm asking you a question based upon your question you think that if trump comes in here there's it's going to be topsy-turvy no it's it's uh, never been topsy-turvy when when Trump came in and in 2016 it wasn't topsy turvy and 2021 Biden came into office in January of 2021 it wasn't topsy turvy it's not going to be that way in 24 28 or 30 32. So you think I don't you know how you don't that's a relevant question? Well, it's a relevant question. In I'm going to go back to the interview. Well, I don't care what you want to go back to. Uh, it's a relevant okay. question. I, I it's a relevant question in that. In the, when when Biden came into office, a lot of norms were done away with, and they went after a president. And they went after a president for the same thing the sitting president was doing. And they said the sitting president who had uh, classified documentation behind his Corvette, he was okay. And they said that the other president who had papers that uh, he had tried to give back was not. And they went after him and they raided no, him. He didn't, he didn't make... He didn't make much of an effort to try to give him back. There's, there is objective evidence that he tried to hide him, and that's why he's in court. Well, I mean, why don't we listen? Him back, so, there'd be so, no issue. Uh, 
That's another softball. Okay. And he fumbled it. Okay. All right. That's another Trump softball well, he fumbled. Okay, well, here's the thing. You're never Trumper, right? You're never going to vote for Trump. You don't yeah. like Trump. You'd vote for whoever. You would vote for the guy that was the dog catcher. You'd write him in. I would vote for you, Bill Frady. I, I would vote for you. Oh, well, that, that bothers I me. I would vote for you. That well, bothers me a great deal. That's how bad I think Trump is. Well, that that's but how I mean, bad I think he is. And you think he's bad for what? I mean, you don't you don't set the bar much higher. But I would still vote for you. Well, no, if you don't ever want me to be in charge of nothing, you think he would come in and turn things topsy turvy? On day one, I'm going in and I'm get looking at the FBI and I'm going to have a bullwhip. On day two, I'm going into the DOJ with a garden rake. It would, would you, be would bedlam if I were the president, and, huh? Would you shut down CNN and jail Mika and Joe? Not at all. Scarborough. Nope. Nope. I would not. Whoa. Nope. So you're. So that's a significant difference between you and Trump. Trump's not going to do it either. I think you're better than Trump. Trump's not going to do it either. You. The thing. The problem you have with Trump is that Trump gets out there and he Houdinis you and he throws up this shiny thing for you to look and go, oh look at that, look at the outrage, and you fall for it. You fall for well, it. Well, I can like uh, believe my uh, lying lying ears, uh-huh. or I could believe what people think about it. Okay, well, I'll well, take what I hear directly from him okay. as the Bible, because oh. he's saying what he's going to do. Okay, Amen. He said he's going to. Amen. Hallelujah. We already know where you're. That's we, we, why I would vote for you. Well, no, but see, I'm never going to run for this because if I ever run for this, I would. You would be sitting back going, "Boy, when Trump was president, those were the good old days." <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think uh, you're going to ever hear me say that. Well, and I, if I, I were the president, you candidate. would. If I were the president, you would. If I were the president, <laughs> yeah, you would. Well, that's because I will tell. I will tell you what. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you what. I'll tell you what. You and the Democrats are all afraid of. You're all afraid that Trump's going to get in there and he's going to do to them what they have done to him. Except you had Schiff lying. You had Schiff lying out there. He's still lying out there. You had. Clinton, who fabricated if, a dossier, if it actually goes through. Yeah, if it actually goes through a, a, a federal court, Biden and the Dems are safe. There, there will there will be no jailing of Hunter Biden and jailing of Jill Biden and putting. Uh, well, why would Jill, Jill Biden, Biden be? Why would Jill Biden be jailed? She hasn't done anything. Jill Biden hasn't done anything. It doesn't matter. Uh, you you think that's going to matter with Trump when he says, "I am your." retribution it's not gonna matter do do you get do you get like really sweaty when it gets sunny because you you're beginning to sound like a real snowflake to me (laughs) a real snowflake you're so afraid of trump you've got a problem the people that have a problem with trump just because he exists that's you I think everybody should be afraid of Trump because okay. he has enough Lead that. backing. Okay. That well, get out there and start a political party and get out there and run on that third party. Get out there. I am never Trumper. Let well, me tell you why. And you'll be just like the other litany of people that are out there that don't like Trump. And, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like Trump. But listen, I got to go now. So you just sit there and be comfortable and you're not liking Trump. We got another call? Oh, okay. So we will get to that if we can. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Ah, the community outreach. I love it when this part of the country comes together, and that's happening right now. Joining me now from Elio Santa is Rob Anario. Good morning, sir. Good 
Good morning, Bill. How are you today? I'm doing good. What are you doing to stay warm? You're outside, right? Uh, my wife bought me a lovely heated jacket as an early Christmas present, so I've been saying <laughs> it's supposed to be warm. And you're out there. Uh, explain to everybody who's not familiar with Elio Santa what exactly this is. Um, the easiest description is toys for tots, but with police officers. Um, about nine years ago, a Greenville County deputy filled the trunk of his car with toys just to give out to the kids that he saw that were in need of a better Christmas. Right. The next year, a couple other deputies joined him in doing that. It grew quickly. In 2021, it became an official filed charity. And last year, we raised uh, or collected $170,000 worth of toys to distribute to about 1,800 children in the upstate. And that seems like a fantastic result, and it is. It really is. But uh, when we go and did the delivery day, within a couple of hours, we were already running out of toys. And right. that's just here in the local community. Well, I mean, uh, I, I interviewed one of the sheriff's deputies. I, I can't, can't give out his name because he's a, a UC, but um, interviewed one of them at Upstate Warrior Solutions talking about this, and I think this is a splendid program. Now, once you guys get it all collected, where 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 is the stop? What what are the hours of this uh, event right here? We are collecting toys and getting everything ready to go. What what, what how do people find you? We're at the Bon Secours Wellness Arena until 10 a.m. tomorrow. Um, right there in front of the box office, we have drop boxes. We have officers ready to assist. Throughout the day, we'll have the police canines. We've got Santa here. Um, the bomb squad with their bomb robot. All sorts of neat things to do to stop by and check out. So anytime between now and 10 a.m. tomorrow, just pick up a new unwrapped toy, bring it to the wellness arena. Someone here, perhaps even myself, will take it from you. Um, if you can't do that, we're accepting cash check donations as well. And also, if you can't do that, I've mentioned this on other stations before, but I've never mentioned on your program. Right. I'm doing a promotion called Screw a Lawyer, Help a Child. <laughs> the gist of it is <laughs> don't get that backwards. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you go on Instagram at 864-CALL-ROB, that's uh, my new branding, just click follow. And for every new follower I get between now and 10 a.m. tomorrow, I'm going to give a dollar to the charity up to $1,000. So the right. easiest thing to do is just find 864-CALL-ROB on Instagram, click follow. You provided a dollar to the charity. And then when your listeners are on their lunch break or after work, they can come by, drop off a toy. We'll also be here in the morning. I'll be here the whole 28 hours, so if somebody needs to come by at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and drop off a toy, I will be here. Okay. Cold. Well, you're, you're, you've got your heated coat, though. Got your heated yes, and spare batteries to swap through with it. <laughs> well, that sounds like a really neat coat, and you probably need it there. What's the turnout looking like this morning? Um, very good so far. We had a, uh, Wilson truck and auto repair, small family owned business and their employees all got together. They brought, I lost count at 20 bicycles and seven of our giant donation boxes were filled up with everything they had in their truck and trailer. So that got us off to a fantastic start. Um, we're in a little bit of a slower period right now, which is normal. And then lunch picks up lunch gets pretty busy and then the after work crowd gets really busy as well so this is a great time to swing by there's not too much of a crowd if you want to stop and look at everything the vip parking lot behind the arena is open so you can just park there walk around up front see the swat trucks the hummers the fire trucks they've got a lot of cool stuff here something for you to see so if you wanted to take your child to the store 
have them pick out a gift for a child, teach them the joy of giving, bring them here, and let them see all sorts of cool police, fire, and EMS equipment. You should get them to let you borrow a SWAT truck the next time you're doing one of your road rally things that you do. I have tried. Yeah, they, uh, I would imagine they, that they would spread a few me. people. Yeah, that, you, you yeah clearly. Tell me it won't do the speeds necessary oh. to keep up with the crowd, but you know, if I don't have to stop, I can get there. That's right. That's right. That's that's the thing. You know, go, you just need to go back and watch Cannonball Run two again, or maybe Cannonball Run one. I can't remember which one it was when they used the. I'm ambulance. familiar with both of them. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, with this, uh, I, I think sometimes people, as, as we become adults, some people forget just exactly what having a, a nice Christmas does for a child. It, it really does. And one of the things that is, is so impactful, uh, I know that we're going to have a gentleman come by at some point because he does every year. He brings by the proverbial truckload of toys. And his story is that when he was a child, he had a broken family. He didn't have anything for Christmas except for what he got through one of these programs. Right. And he's never forgotten it. And now 30 years later, he's a successful businessman and he supports this thing wholeheartedly. And it goes to show what a difference just one toy to one child can make because a lot of kids that come from broken homes give in to a poor way of life. Yeah. And it's easy for you to get let off the tracks when there's really nobody around that cares about you. And what's really fantastic about this particular charity is that law enforcement officers work with the public. They know the communities that are most in need because those are the areas that they're working in. And in those areas, the children often see a police officer taking off their father or their brother, mother, sister, whoever. Now the children are going to get to see the police officers coming in and handing out toys. I mean, it's fantastic when we do the delivery day, we go into a neighborhood turn on the lights and sirens we've got the fire trucks police cars everyone kind of tiptoes out at first because they're not sure what's going on as soon as they realize it's free toys all the children come (laughs) out of the woodwork you can see the smiles on their faces and just as importantly you can really see a genuine smile on a police officer's face and that's something that given the stresses of the job they deal with you don't see a lot of it's good for both of them it's good for the kids and it's good for the cops it is it's a wonderful thing i'm very happy to be a part of I'm going to try to get out there to see you myself. I, I got told something by somebody you and I both know named Jane about you and I next year, so I need to come out there and shake your hand and thank you for that. So I'm going to try to get out there today. I look forward to meeting you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bring a new and unwrapped toy. Bring, well, I'll, I will stop and find one. I, I think the Ninja Turtles are making a comeback. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and once again, tell everybody where this is. Tell everybody how long it's going to be open and where they go. So between now and 10 a.m. tomorrow at the Bon Secours Wellness Arena downtown, right where 385 ends, we'll be collecting toys for the Leo Santa Toy Drive. Leo stands for Law Enforcement Officer. You could not miss this place. We have fire trucks, police cars. When the sun goes down, it looks like something's really wrong here at the arena. Nothing's (laughs) wrong. Everything's fine. There's no bombs. Please come and bring your toys and have a good time with local law enforcement and members of the community. Safest place in town for the next 28 hours. Yeah, safest place in town. Safest place and probably the the most fun is going to be had there as well. Um, I always have a grand time at this event. Yeah. Tomorrow, you ought to give me a buzz tomorrow about the same time and tell me what you thought about it. I can do that. Could you do uh, that? I will forewarn you, I will be on about 30 hours without sleep. So you might get some really great content out of me. 
or stay close to the dump button. Well, it'll be all right. We, 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 are, we are professionals here. We know how to handle this stuff, Rob. Somebody's been up 28 hours. What are you talking about? This is, this is the life of radio. You, welcome, welcome to our world. So, Elio Santa, it's happening right now. Go, go meet Rob. Go take a toy. Go meet the Elios that are doing it and realize that you are making an impact on a child's life. This makes an impact on a child's life. Thank you, sir. I'll be seeing you later Thank today. You, yes, sir. <laughs> splendid. That's a splendid event. I love that kind of stuff. Um, the Senate has decided to do something I never thought I would see. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. I bet you didn't know there was a political reason for the cold snap we're going through this morning. That's because hell hath frozen over via the Senate. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Some of, uh, let's see, on Wednesday, Representative Chip Roy and Mike Rogers announced their bill to defund the United Nations. <laughs> I can just imagine all of those uh, America-hating dudes wearing all of their colorful indigenous garb looking around going, where are we going to go if this were to actually pass? I don't only, I, I not only don't want, I want to defund them and kick them out. And then, I mean, have you seen their little hall they have or their little meeting room? That looks like something out of Nazi Germany. That reminds me of some stuff I used to see pictures of in Nuremberg. The bill, what is this called? Uh, it's, it's called the Disengaging Entirely from the United Nations Debacle Act of 2023, or the Defund Act. Senator Mike Lee also introduced legislation in the Senate. This would repeal the United Nations Participation Act of 1945, terminate membership to the U.N., as well as close the United States' mission to the U.N. It would also repeal the United Nations Headquarters Agreement Act, a 1947 bill, which, which, which set up the U.N. headquarters. And when it comes to the funding, they note that no funds are authorized to be appropriated or otherwise made available for assessed or voluntary contributions of the United States to the United Nations or any organ, specialized agency, commission, or other formally affiliated body of the United, States, United Nations, except that funds may be appropriated to facilitate termination of United States membership and withdrawal of United States personnel and equipment. Upon termination of the United States membership, no payments shall be made to the United Nations or any organ, specialized agency, commission, or other formally affiliated body of the United Nations. Out of any funds appropriated prior to such termination or out of any other funds available for such purposes. I'm surprised I didn't pass out reading that one. Um, I find that hilarious. I find that to be hilarious. I can only imagine what they're thinking right now because now they're all thinking, you know, they're like never Trumper. They're like... He's going to go after everybody, put Mika Brzezinski in jail, and throw the United Nations out of America. Except we do need to throw the United Nations out of America. This is not new. But this comes after the UN has turned a blind eye to what happened in Israel. And... Uh, It's been very interesting to watch their response, especially the women of the U.N. They have been very slow to stand up for Israeli women. 
And they only did so through deleted and rewritten posts to avoid specifically calling out Hamas. And they should be calling out Hamas. Hamas is a, they're a bunch of animals. They should be called out. The entity and the uh, overall body has been focused purely on the contrived Palestinian uh, you know, perspective. Two, it, it only took them two months to actually respond to this. They also look to be complicit in the keeping and mistreatment of hostages, with one hostage revealing that he was held at the home of a United Nations Relief and Works Agency teacher. Now, I don't care how you want to color that. If that actually happened, then we absolutely need to be kicking these bums out. And here's what happens if we, you know, if we decided to get to, to disengage from the United Nations. Because right now in the United Nations, any tin pot dictator can get a mission to the United Nations, and then they can have an ambassador to the United Nations. And then that guy stands up and he operates as an equal to these other countries. And uh, there's some, I, I mean, I hate to put it this way, but there's some countries that are not. They also get this. I, I think they, I think they enjoy some sort of diplomatic immunity. <laughs> so that'd be one less thing for them to worry about with the NYPD. They wouldn't have to worry about all these uh, yahoos that come in there and that. Who are you again? I'm the son of the ambassador of Gollyland. Oh, yeah. We can't do nothing to him. Anyway, when I saw that, I, this, this is not. You know, in 2021, we sent $12.5 billion to them. For what? What do we get out of it? What do we gain? What do we gain out of it? They're out there right now trying to uh, dissolve civilization with their uh, green energy. Whoever's, whoever keeps calling in there, we, we are tracking you right now. My man, Maestro, he's actually a, uh, he's actually a you know, high military intelligence level hacker. And very shortly, we're going to be disrupting a lot of things in your life for you, those of you that call in and just hang up on us. I got my people on it right now. You got his people on it right now. We will be coming for you. Coming for you. <laughs> so maybe we'll be saying goodbye, UN. Hey, listen, they think that if they get out there and say that coffee's in danger by climate change, you guys are going to just go, oh, my God, let's, let's kick it in the butt. We got to do away with the climate change. Are you that? Are you that uh, susceptible? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.